You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> this is the Next Level Podcast, a place for business leaders, entrepreneurs, and dreamers to be empowered for an abundant kingdom life. Here's your host, Michael McIntyre. Welcome, everybody. This is Michael McIntyre, your most humblest host of the Next Level Podcast. And man, oh man, we are excited. Listen, the last few weeks, you've got to hear some of my family. You got to hear Stacy. You got to hear Brecca. You got to hear my three daughters and uh, hijack my podcast. And uh, that was so awesome. I'm so proud of them. And this week, uh, we're excited because we have a brand new church. You know, there's there's a few times, in, in, and I'll share some of these later, but there's a few times in life when you get to start at the starting line, okay, with somebody. And uh, I've had some experience with a little bit of that at Upper Room and some other things and some uh, companies that I took public. But this here is really unique. And I want to introduce uh, Stacy and I's friends. Chris and Don Lee. They are the senior pastors of Element Church. Uh, Pastor Christopher is an experienced visionary who is genuinely known for his love of people and wanting God's best for everyone. You'll see the joy of the Lord in him as he pours into the senior leaders and their congregations while preaching, teaching, or just hanging out with his friends. He knows no stranger. He really doesn't. And then Pastor Don, his beautiful wife, is an accomplished strategist and a critical thinker who is very successful within both the church and corporate spheres. She's a big deal. She is fun, energetic, and outgoing individual who loves to be a catalyst of change for anyone with a sphere of influence. And I love that about her. They have been married for 18 years and they look so good. They really do. <laughs> and God has blessed them with wisdom, favor, strategy, as they continue to build the church. And look, welcome, Chris and Dawn. You guys are amazing. Thank you for being on the Next Level Podcast. No, thank you, Michael. We appreciate the opportunity. We're excited to be with you. Yeah, well, you guys are special and really are. And one of the things that I want our listeners to know that, that you know, you guys, you guys moved here to, to Plano or Dallas, uh, the Metroplex here in North Texas. When did you guys arrive? So we arrived in August of uh, 2020 in the midst of our lovely global pandemic. So, yeah. And so, all right. So why did you guys move to North Texas? You know, we, we were in Austin. Uh, we had gone for a specific ministry assignment in Austin. Uh, that season had passed and, you know, we were really just searching and praying, you know, trying to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit as far as what was next for us. And we really felt Dallas was it. Um, don't have much experience with Dallas uh, or Plano or the entire Metroplex, but we really felt the hand of the Lord in the move here. It's awesome. Well, we're glad you're here because uh, as uh, you guys know, I like schmancy, fancy, nice, expensive restaurants as you guys do. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, we're exploring some of the finer cuisine in Dallas with you guys. Stacey and I really enjoy doing that. All right. So, all right, you guys, Element Church, tell me what the uh, manifestation of this is. What's the starting point? How did the Holy Spirit drop this on you? Tell us about what is Element Church and what it, what is your vision for this? Yeah, so really the Lord started dropping this vision in 2018, actually, which is quite fitting for the time that we're in. But he really started speaking to me about go to the scripture 
And if you were to define a church based on scripture alone, what would it look like? And so we really started kind of breaking that down. And we realized that that church model is completely different than the church model we have today. And don't get me wrong, I'm completely, uh, you know, a fan of, of today's church model. But I think, you know, the Lord, of course, knew what was coming. And um, so we're, this is just a, a fitting opportunity for us to really uh, start this type of church, which is more of a community-based church, uh, with a center on discipleship in this season. And I yeah. think um, the funny... Yeah, go ahead, Don. Oh, yeah. I think the funniest part is um, when he first said it in 2018, I was just like, okay. <laughs> and to, like, to the model, not... And I was just like, okay, very interesting. And... Um, you know, when you're married, you're kind of just like, you don't say no, or like, that's not God, but really just be like, okay, I'm a little unsettled, so I need to kind of take it to the Father and see what's happening. And um, I realized that our strengths were building community. Like in every ministry that we serve, that was our strength. So like, it really is kind of a natural spiritual progression, okay, that this is next. And we're like amazing at discipleship. And then the pandemic hit and I was just like, oh God, you do know what you were saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't you love that? <laughs> yes. I mean, and, and, and it's so funny how us as humans uh, question God. Are you sure, God? Like, right. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, it's so funny. Okay. So tell me this. I know... Um, you guys have just recently got your website going. I think you did. And uh, you got your 501c3. You guys are all legit and ready to rock, rock and roll. What, what, does this, what does 2021 look like in, in building out Element Church? Yeah, for us, you know, there's really two distinct phases we're concentrating on right now. So what we're calling our pre-launch, which is just meeting with people, talking with people, having vision nights where we really are just sharing what the Lord has shared with us um, and getting excitement going. And then, you know, around April or so, we're looking to actually, you know, go full blown as a church, um, start regular services. Um, of course, we're leaning towards Sundays, but that is negotiable. Um, and the beautiful thing about this is being it's more community based, we're really flexible um, as far as what our options are. So that's, that's really exciting for us. Do you want to add anything to that, Don? No, I think that I think that really covered it well. Um, do you want to talk about like the dynamic of the different communities? In <laughs> I, I I love eighteen years of marriage coming right. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, where is she going with this? Yeah. Um, just whether um, you know, like it's a it's groups of communities meeting. Throughout. Yeah. So to kind of give more a synopsis of what Element Church is, so. We are going to be a community-based church mm -hmm. uh, with a global reach. So that means we're going to be meeting more like the book. When you read in the book of Acts, they got together in houses and community settings and they broke bread together. So that's really the basis of what Element Church is. Yeah. Um, and we're not going to be restricted by the amount of them we have. Uh, we really feel we have a structure in place where we can make sure that we are dispersing, you know, the preaching and, and worship um, on the same level, regardless of location, uh, but making sure that we can also spread that through as many locations as possible. Now, of course, that comes with some, you know, organizational or infrastructure challenges, but we're ready to face those. We're ready for the good problems, as, as we say. 
Amen. That's good. That's really good. All right. So where, where did you come up with the name? Good question. You know, I, I struggled with it in my mind for probably months, honestly. And the Lord brought me back to the elemental building blocks mm. of life. And, and what he was speaking to me is that we've got to get down to the core of what the church is mm. and what it should be in this new, you know, during pandemic and post pandemic world. And so for us, it was, let's get back to the element. And in fact, it kind of, you know, we, at our logo, we, uh, it was influenced greatly by, we just took, you know, one of the elements on the periodic table of elements and we're like, we want our logo to look like that. Mm, cool. That's awesome. That's really good. So, um, all right. So with, with this, in, in, all right. So I want to kind of dive into y'all's background, which I think you guys have a fascinating background. And so uh, let me start with you, Don. I, I know you, you are working in the marketplace and kind of give our listeners, cause it's really, you're, you're a very interesting woman. Uh, and tell us, your, tell us about, you know, where you're from, you know, what's your education and what are you doing now? And I know you, you know, you're, co-pastoring with your husband in this, but also you have a job that, you know, pays the bills too, right? Right, right, right. It's always nice to have paid bills. Amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I grew up actually in Baltimore, Maryland, um, came from a family of ministers, pastors. Um, my parents were not pastors, but I spent a great deal of time with um, my great aunts, um, and all of them were pastors. So have had every role in the church, um, went on to college. I was biochemistry major, uh, which is pretty surprising. I really thought I was going to head into med school. And then I, like, I abruptly was like, hey, I'm doing this for everybody else. And there was a point at probably about 20 where I had to announce to everybody that, you know what, that's your vision for me, not Don's vision for me. And I kind of like overnight just decided, hey, I'm going to move to LA. So I just moved to LA, was having a good time, um, met Christopher, uh, moved to Minnesota, and now I'm in Texas. So um, I've had a number of jobs, pretty much mostly as corporate training. So I've been a corporate trainer for about 23 years. Um, I am also a business analyst and project manager. Um, so I have put on my IT hat um, and been in many industries. So whether that's healthcare, whether that's oil and gas, um, whether that's the church, I've also had some staff positions in churches. So I've been the church administrator. Um, you know, we were ordained uh, very early in life. So I've always had some church roles. Um, and then when I finally stepped away from my last staff role, I decided to be a consultant as an IT consultant um, is where I was just kind of traveling around doing a bunch of things. And um, it was like, okay, I need a church. And we found a church because I was traveling like 50 weeks out of the year. And so that's another reason why we kind of know that um, leveraging technology with your home church really does work and can be successful because I've walked through that with um, a major church um, over the last six years. So um, I've done a little bit of everything. Um, what I love now is I'm also getting into some coaching and some online classes that is going to coexist with Element. And it's just a, such an amazing uh, point in time because I think my core competencies just like overflow into the kingdom so beautifully. And I'm always, as a trainer, I'm always like, okay, you know, 
what's in it for me as adult learners, right? That's always our big thing. What's in it for me? And really, I want to be like, hey, there's all this stuff that God has for you. Like we get so caught up on this. God says, I can't do this and I can't do this and I can't and all this legalism. And it's like, look at all these wonderful things that God has for you. And we just want people to experience that. Great. I love that. Wow. Wow. You just, you blow me away. Uh, biochemist. I didn't know. And uh, that's awesome. And so, all right. What church did you grow up in? It sounds like you, your aunts had a strong yes. foundation. Uh, we grew up in a Pentecostal apostolic church that was probably a little more legalistic than I would have liked now, but I would not trade that foundation in for yeah. anything. I mean, Bible based, like yeah. we learned our word, you um you got saved and you got discipled yeah like they, they were just they like some fire on sunday too don't they yeah yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it was fire and brimstone turn or burn but oh, it got wow. me here <laughs> um and then i kind of went into um you know just in college it was more of charismatic um kind of thing and then of course you know we all hit the 80s with the oh we're all non-denominational you know even though that's its own denomination mm -hmm. um and then we, we had the christian centers um so it was it was just amazing um we also had an opportunity to serve with the fastest growing church in minnesota and um and then of course um, my most recent um appointment was with a church in north carolina a mega church within north carolina wow okay fascinating background man i'm so glad i asked that you're you are i i always know you know I, i've gotten to know you know you a little bit but hearing hearing your bio from your mouth is just really amazing you're so humble uh it's awesome uh all right christopher tell us who you are man what what where have you been from and how are you in on my podcast <laughs> Very good question, because probably not the expected end I would have ever thought of. Right. Um, but yeah, no, so I grew up, uh, I'm originally from Minnesota, so yes, it's very cold up there, no question about that. I grew up as a preacher's kid, but my, my father was a different type of preacher. He was uh, what was known as the itinerant evangelist, so we literally, um, and he started that during my middle school years, all through my high school years. So we traveled the country. Uh, I probably hit, you know, good 40 of the 50 states. Wow. Um, yeah, and so growing up in a preacher's home, very conservative, ultra Pentecostal background. Mm. Uh, so yes, legalism was our, you know, lynch cornerstone. Uh, <laughs> grew up in that. I didn't want to follow that path, but I knew the Lord still had a call on my life. So found myself actually, you know, as this little white Caucasian man in a predominantly African-American church in Minneapolis, where I rose through the ranks of leadership there. Uh, we ended up before we left. In fact, when we got married, I was still there. I think we were covering seven of the departments at the church. Wow. So yeah, we were doing a whole lot on top of a corporate career. Wow. Um, left that and have had multiple positions in churches. Uh, I think the most prominent one was as of late, uh, we were on staff at, as Dawn said, at the fastest growing church in the state of Minnesota. So to see that unfold was quite miraculous. Mm. Uh, we moved down to Texas for a ministry position. Uh, as we said, that was a short season. And so now we're here in Dallas uh, starting Element Church. Awesome. But you've also done some, he's also, he's an amazing church consultant. So yes. um, I think he doesn't really talk about, he doesn't talk about that 
um, on his resume, but I mean, his strengths to really build up senior leaders and put in systems, uh, like the systems that he's put in place in some of these places has been remarkable and super fruitful. Yeah, come on, Chris. Yeah, church consulting. Hey, I love growing the church, uh, whether it's local or global. I think, you know, the church is the cornerstone of what the Bible talks about. Right. Um, God is in love with his bride, which is the church. And so anything I can do at, you know, at, at every turn to add value to leaders, to churches, uh, help growth, you know, because I think especially both pre and during and what will be post pandemic, you know, churches struggle with certain things because they get caught in ruts, uh, whether good or bad. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, we've got to just find a way to navigate out of those systems into systems that are fruitful. And God has really blessed me with the experiences to see more from a, uh, holistic level so we can help yeah. implement those changes yeah and i think really I, I think that holistic approach is so important in today's environment because you know like john 10 10 you know the enemy came to kill steal and destroy but jesus came to give us life abundant life is everything you know life includes physical yeah. includes relational yeah. includes spiritual includes financial includes community you know uh includes you know hanging out with your pastor it's in everything and so Jesus wants to have that in abundant. And I think there's certain parts of uh, that, you know, when you come with it at a holistic approach, you get to come at it from, you know, the whole 360 degrees instead of just, you know, know this scripture, know, you know, here's, you know, you know, yeah. make sure that you know this and know that. And, you know, but, and which is good. You need to know scripture. Yes. You need to spend time with the Lord. And as Peter Lewis says, you need to spend time with the anointed one who is Jesus Christ, but you also have yeah. a life. Yeah. You've got relationship, you got children, you got a school, you got bills to pay. You got a, you got a, you know, a boss that's a jerk, you know, you got, you got to deal with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Right. right. And so, you know, I think that that approach, I think, you know, Chris is really, really good. And so um, because you also have a uh, you've got a, you've got a uh, market background, too. Yes. I mean, what'd you do? Yeah, in, so you do I, for a living for a while. So, well, as of late, um, I was working in the airline business, which, yes. as we know, has been drastically affected by this. <laughs> COVID-19 pandemic. Yes. Um, and then prior to that, I actually worked for both on the uh, care delivery side of healthcare as well as the insurance side of healthcare. So yeah, so these guys uh, are really, really yeah, it, 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 audience know this, just listen to this. these two are really mega smart and so humble. And, uh, you know, I got to know uh, these two in the next level experience. And, and I saw right away their intelligence and their their humility which is uh their humility is true it, it's not false humility these two are very humble and i think that's why they're amazing pastors as well because they have a pastor's heart and they 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 want to disciple and i think that's one of the probably the biggest things that i've seen in the four wall church uh since i've been hanging out is Yes, they're great at bringing people to Christ. Yes, they're great at people yeah. getting dunked and getting baptized, and even in the Holy Spirit. But, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, Monday through Saturday, it's kind of like you're on your own, bro. <laughs> you know? right. and, well, and I think, yeah, I think for so long we were specialists 
in creating environments on a Sunday mm. and literally dropping people there. Yeah. And so they would come for their spiritual or emotional high at church. But the problem was Monday through Saturday, there was nothing. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, you know, a lot of people would struggle and they would find events and things to just do during the week, you know, that would be quote unquote church related, struggling to get that high again until they would get to the next Sunday. Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, it's almost like a junkie fix, you know, to get there and, and, yep. and make it again. And then, you know, of course, you know, then you've got the guilt, the shame, the humility and everything else to go through. And, and, you know, and so, you know, until, you know, I'm going to do it, teach, I'm going to do it. Then you go out and not do it. So, all right. So how, all right, tell me this, because I think what, what you guys are standing here at Element Church is so needed and so important. Uh, how does this going to look in the, in the, in the practical, if you will, I know that you're going to start doing some at home church and I think, you know, station are going to host one, uh, one or two events. And so what does that look like? Uh, and I like the fact that, you know, you're thinking of Sunday, but not, it doesn't have to be Sunday, which is good. I think getting out of the box is good. So tell me, what does it look like in the practical and then the follow up in the disciple and building this community? Yeah, so for the practical, you know, on whatever gi given uh, service time, you know, that community church has, um, it'd be about 90 minutes. Um, it's divided first, you know, with the time of, you know, just getting together, greeting each other or fellowship as we called in the old church. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we would break into worship, which is going to come from our central location. So everyone gets the same worship experience. Um, then we're going to break back, you know, to the local community uh, elements, as we're calling it. Um, and they'll, they'll have a time of, of prayer uh, for one another. Then the, we'll break back to the technology piece where someone from our central location, normally my wife or myself, uh, will be preaching or teaching. And then the biggest component or the longest period of time is after that teaching, uh, people are going to have the opportunity to share what they got from the message, but also share what what scriptures they've been going through. And so we're going to also have a, uh, a set schedule of scriptures. We're going to ask our church to read throughout the week. So then when they come together, they can discuss that and they can disciple one, one amongst the other. Yeah. Um, I think so often we think discipleship has to come from a pastor or leader, and it doesn't. The best discipleship comes right. from the, the folks you do life with. Right. And then, mm -hmm. you know, we're going to also ask that beyond that 90 minutes that that location has some sort of breaking bread together. So whether yeah. that be, you know, ha sharing a potluck meal or going to a restaurant or going, everyone going to coffee, just so you get got that human element as well. And again, going back to the holistic approach, as a church, we were called to be holistic in our approach to people. Our calling to, to Jesus and our life in Christ is not relegated to a Sunday or a Wednesday night service. Right. And I think, yeah, and then um, in addition to all of that, um, once we get people, you know, started and have these spiritual disciplines, then it's like, okay, what's going on with the rest of your life? Like, we really want to do life with you. And I think a lot of it is, let's teach and be proactive as opposed to now I have a need, what benevolence do you have for me? So is that going to be time management? Do you need to learn how to meal prep? 
well, hey, what does it look like to prioritize my marriage? What does it look like to raise incredible children and give them that foundation? How do I manage my money? You know, because I think so often we get caught up in the spiritual things, but like abundant life means our entire life, every aspect of yes. our life, you know, um, John uh, 3, 2, you know, that we would prosper in all things, even as our soul prospers, Good. you know, like we have to, we have to do that. And I think um, that's where the Holy Spirit has really illuminated to me that like, this is an area that, you know, this is where you're going to be a world changer. And, um, and, and actually, and multiply, you know, um, we definitely don't want to maintain, we want to multiply, but it's like, when you have good news, you want to share it. And so we all have the gospel, the good news, the Bible, the word, the spirit, yes. the kingdom. But in addition to that, you know, we have generations who never got practical teaching. Mm -hmm. Like they are sitting in heaven and they are celebrating us. And that is awesome. But it wasn't quite an abundant life. And I think, you know, if we can begin with this generation and like just start teaching other people, I mean, because I think what's really interesting is when you have some of these Gensers that are teaching like baby boomers, like, you know, how to invest. And it's like, I don't want to say it's too late, but it probably should have been learned a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. You know, it's so good. It's so true. You know, and so. That's really good. And I, I love that approach and what you guys have for that, because I do think it's got to encompass everything. It really does. And uh, and, and meeting people where they're at, you know, uh, yeah. and it's like you said, you don't have to be the pastor to disciple people. Right. Mm -hmm. You just need to be community. Right. All right. So tell me this. You guys have been married 18 years. Uh, what advice do you have? as you know marriage in in the church and there's a lot of other people listening to this podcast there's other pastors listening to this but there's also a lot of marriage and maybe some people who are getting married uh chris what advice would you give a uh a newlywed or a pastor somebody that's been married maybe the first five years because we always know you know the first five are kind of furious <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i i know those moments very well <laughs> Yeah. So, so, so I think, some advice. Yeah. So I think two made two major things. Your marriage is not based on your emotions because so often when we fall in love, we are so over emotional. It's great, but those emotions won't always carry you through your day-to-day -day marriage or day-to-day -day situations. And so know that your emotions are gonna vary. Uh, I think Tina Turner said it well, what's love got to do with it? And I think some days <laughs> you're gonna feel that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the, the other big thing is that marriage is a commitment that requires you dying to yourself. Yeah. Amen. Um, you're not gonna get everything you want every day. And for me, when I say I'm dying to myself, I'm dying to whatever builds this woman up. It's good. Mm -hmm. You know, and so my focus during the day is not necessarily me. You know, I may do things that I need to do, but my focus is based on what's going to add value to my wife. Awesome. And if we strive to add value to our spouses, mm -hmm. we will never have a problem with receiving that same love back. Mm -hmm. Good, Chris. All right, Dawn. Speak, so speak some wisdom on us. yes, I think the first thing is like have a vision for your household. 
Mm, um, and so you'll see that this is a spiritual one. This is the practical one, right? That's me. Um, have a vision for your household. Opposite like track, baby. Opposite to track, right? <laughs> um, and just see, you know, see, you know, come together and see what God has for you. Write that down, you know, get those one, three, five year goals um, in place. And then I think another thing that's super important is to like come at 100% you know, um, give 100% all the time. I think people just think that like, it's going to be 50-50. Who wants 50% of a person? No, I want all of you. Um, And so I think that too is really important. And then um, have the difficult conversations early and often. Um, Just because I think that bitterness and stuff, I mean, like, um, I mean, like we, it always, it hasn't been wonderful for us all the time. And what's funny is, and so then you come to this discussion three years in, and the fact of the matter is, like, I didn't like, like, something in his life. Like, I mean, it's like, like, we didn't live together. So I moved from LA to Minnesota. And it was just like, oh, my goodness, like, you would have thought we were on different planets. (laughs) And it's really funny, especially because we, I was 30 when I got married. So like I had had my own like household, my own everything. He had had his own stuff. And then, you know, you're, you're pretty, you're kind of set right. with the way you like things and all of those things. And it was like three years later, I'd be like, well, I never really did like this. Or why do you put this here? <laughs> Where it could have been just like, hey, you know, I would prefer if we did this or we did that. Um, and like. And why, and why do you think why, that's so good, Don? Why do you think we wait instead of saying it right there or keep short accounts? I think because we think that they're going to get mad and it's not going to work out. And I've just got to pretend to be someone. So like, maybe I don't it, even think people yeah. realize that they're pretending to be someone to just please the other person. But it's like, you know, you have to be whole too. And you have to be honest with yourself. And, um, you know, sometimes it's me that has to change. And sometimes it's him that has to change. And sometimes we just make a whole different plan. <laughs> well, I can, I can also add to that. For me, yeah. it can sometimes be a fear of rejection. Yeah. From that, that person that you just committed your life to. And so having those difficult conversations, you never want to feel rejected. But at the same time, if you don't have those conversations, you're never going to gain an understanding or a middle ground. Amen. Yeah. And now that we're in it, like we totally get it. So now I think I try to have things be less of a guessing game because as a woman who sometimes needs to use all her words. Sometimes I don't, but sometimes I need to use all my words for the day and his too. And I'll just be like, I don't need you to solve this one. I just need you to hear me out. And then like just yesterday, I came downstairs. um, He stopped what he was doing and I was like, I need advice. So like he knows now that like he can say whatever he wants to say. He can interrupt, he can do whatever because like now I'm ready to receive it. And then if I'm just venting, 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 you know, he literally is like, he's like, so can I add something, you know? And so you have to have those moments where it's just like, yeah. no matter what is said, what is done, you are in this marriage for life. So right. good. That's so good. That's such wisdom. Listeners, that's some, there's some platinum nuggets right there of a, of a couple that's been through it all. And uh, they are still standing happily married after 18 years and uh, following Jesus. And look, you know, marriage is not easy. It's like Chris said, you got to die to yourself, man. And listen, dying to oneself it hurts. It does. It hurts. <laughs> well, I would like to just add one other quick thing. Yeah. I think we were highlighting, you know, when we first brought up this question for pastors or ministry leaders. Yes. Yeah. You've got to realize 
that your call first is not to your church. It's to your wife. Amen. Good. And so do everything in that perspective. Um, I'm not saying, you know, you've got to spend 100% of your time with your wife. But when you're with her, give her 100%. Absolutely. Come on. That's good. That's really good. All right. So I want, I want to give our uh, listeners, because, you know, we've got hundreds and thousands of listeners out there across this beautiful world. Uh, we have a lot here in, uh, in the United States, but we also have some all over the country, all over the world, some things I don't even know about. But uh, so welcome to everybody that's in the faraway places, all the Kakistans and stands and everywhere else around. Uh, <laughs> even the, I know we have a lot of people listening in Muslim countries that are they're believers cool. and welcome. Uh, God bless you. Um, but uh, how does people? How do people get a hold of you guys? Tell us where do we find you? I and and I just want you to know, audience listeners. Hey, if you're looking for a place to tithe and maybe or or share some of your tithes with, this is the place to do it. This is the birthplace right here of a new beginning element church. And uh, I know we've got a generous audience. And listen, if you feel give five dollars or. $50,000 rock on. And so it's tax deductible. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, so tell us guys, where, where do we find you? Where's your website? Talk to us. Yeah. So our website is uh, theelementchurch.org. Um, and so our, our giving is on our website. Um, also, you can find us on Facebook under the uh, under Element Church and our Facebook and our Twitter and our Insta are all connected on our, our main page there uh, at theelementchurch.org. Also, if people you know are looking for other options to give beyond our website, we also have a Cash App, and our, our handle is Element Church on Cash App. So whatever fits you, of course, we want to be available to anyone who, who is looking for a church or just needs some spiritual help. So you can always reach us. Our direct phone number is actually on our website. Our email is info at the Element Church. So whatever suits you best for your communication needs, we want to be 100% available for you. That's awesome. So Okay, so if we've got somebody in London that's listening and says, hey, I want to talk to you guys. I need some counseling on something. They can get a hold of you and do that. Absolutely. Come on. I love that. Accessibility, man. Yes. <laughs> and so eventually, I guess you guys have a vision eventually uh, of getting four walls or you could constantly do home church or what, what's the ultimate plan if you have one? So honestly, our ultimate plan is to stay community based. Of course, we want for, you know, our central location, we're going to need a facility to house, you know, the technology, because a lot of this, um, or I should say a part of this is being done through technology. So, you know, we've got to set up, you know, equipment, technology, a studio, where it would be, you know, feasible to do that on a regular basis. So we will have somewhat of a four walls, but we really want to stay community based, because we feel life is done in the community. And so we want to center around that. Um, as well as as we grow, though, we will have you know, corporate worship events. We understand the need for an event that is bigger than, you know, your smaller community. We understand the excitement involved with that. We understand, you know, the corporate anointing that happens in those structures. So, you know, as we grow on a, you know, on a regular basis, we're going to be having those corporate worship events as well. Um, and we'll find facilities in, in, in the areas our churches are based to, to uh, facilitate those events. Yeah. I think um, the thing about, I think our conviction is on the buildings is when 
it'll be the right time to get a building when that building is utilized six to seven times a day. I think sometimes we have these beautiful edifices and they're only used maybe two or three times a week. And I just don't think that's always the best um, way to use your resources. So, um, and that's, that's just the, you know, strategic project manager part of me that kind of comes out in that. And I think um, Holy Spirit has blessed that. Um, we have especially seen that, you know, in 2020. Um, and I think so for us, the first thing is we want to really leverage our, our technology and make sure that people um, do have opportunities to spend time together throughout the week. And that's right. really important. Good. I love that. I love the community-based aspect of it and seeing where God wants to take it. And I, and I agree. I think corporate worship is important. You know, I know during this pandemic, you know, I, I got really comfortable not going to church. That's right. <laughs> I said it. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, as they say, I, you know, me and St. Mattress were really involved. <laughs> we're, we're having worship at Bed, Bedside, Bedside Baptist. Baptist. That's, that's, that's right. And so, but, you know, recently, I don't know, in the last three months, I've been hanging out and going to corporate worship. And I got to tell you, I really enjoy corporate worship. I just feel that that's where you really get into the presence. Uh, and listen, I enjoy a great sermon. I do. But mm -hmm. that corporate worship, I just think really, it just brings heaven to earth and we get to worship our God uh, Almighty and, and Lord Jesus and, and the Holy Spirit. So it's just really cool. Uh, so yeah. Just to highlight, you know, when, when our community churches meet, there will be, a, you know, a great time of corporate worship just in a smaller setting. So, you sure. know, your, your, your community location may have somewhere between, you know, 12 and 50 people. So you're still going to get that same environment. And, and we have a spirit of excellence. Like for me, I also am a, you know, a, a music head. So worship is vital, yeah. vitally important for me. So Good. it's going to be excellent. You're going to still, you know, feel the Holy Spirit and experience the anointing that's involved with that. But we also want to have those opportunities where it's a much larger group. Yeah. And I would say, um, you know, I think um, for me, who I was traveling all the time, so I had to watch church online for my home church. Um, I would have to set up an environment uh, to make that conducive. So church is on the big screen. I'm inviting other people to worship with me. Like I'm actually dressed. I'm not in my pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and because that also just kind of adds to things. And I yes. think um, that's kind of with the pandemic, that's where some people kind of went wrong and it got real easy to be bedside Baptist-y. Um, but you're absolutely right, Michael. Like there is, there is nothing like coming together with the saints in worship. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the, the anointing that flows. And I always say this, I was just like, you know, oftentimes people are wait, like, I'm going to wait for the prayer time. Or I'm waiting for altar call. Like I have had numerous breakthroughs and healing in the midst of worship. Come on. I'm feeling the Holy Spirit on it right now. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, that's good, Don. You know, when you speak, Don, you re I really feel the anointing coming out. You know, I really do. Uh, you got it, girl. That's good. All right. So uh, you both are amazing. And so I, I'm so, so the element church dot org. Yes, that, that's the yes. website. That's the element church dot org. Hey, make sure that you get on there. Cash app from at element church, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or get on the website. There's an option there as well. Yeah. yeah. So pour out something in there. Let's get these guys off the ground because we need community. Yes, Lord. Hey. All right. So I always ask all my people who are on the podcast towards the end of the podcast, what scripture you're sitting on right now and why, and also what interesting book 
or books are you reading or have read recently? So I'll start with you, uh, Pastor Christopher. So I'll, I'll start actually with the books. Um, one of the books, it, it can be used both in the corporate setting and the church setting, is called Story Wars. Mm. And because we live in an environment where the story you share will, will predicate the success that you have. You know, you might have an amazing product or service or church, but unless you're able to tell that story well, people aren't going to listen. There's too much noise in the background, you know, as people say right now in, in our environment, because people are so, you know, they've got an ocean of choices. So telling your story well, where people will remember um, is is vital in this season. So Story Wars is definitely Who's the, the author uh, on that, Chris. Uh, good question. You know, okay. it's one thing I don't pay attention to, so let me look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, give me the content. I don't care who wrote it. <laughs> That's right. I don't want the labor pains. Just show me the baby. Hey, all right. Let me ask you this, Chris. What scripture are you sitting on right now? For me, it's the scripture where where God is able to exceed and give abundantly beyond what we can even ask or think. You totally took mine. Sorry. Oh, snap. <laughs> I love marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the, what's the address on that, Chris? I'll tell you because right, it's come on, sister woman. Ephesians 3.20, now to, him, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more then we can ask or imagine according to his power that is working within us. Yes. <laughs> I love it. You stole my verse. I'm sorry. I didn't see it. I he promise. Did. I, did. I know. Listen, I'm watching you guys right now on Zoom. And I, I it, Chris, <laughs> but when, as soon as Chris starts saying that, you should have saw Don's face. <laughs> yeah, well, baby. I think, I think it's vital, especially for people in this season, because so many of us are focused on our problems. We're focused on what we can't do, you know, the fear mongering and the craziness that's happening in our world. But we need to understand that our God is bigger than that. And whatever the dream he's given you didn't die because COVID came. And in fact, the dream that you had may not be big enough for what God wants to actually bring in your life. Crazy. So he, he's a God of above and beyond mm -hmm. amen amen that's good all right don so we know your scripture you guys are on the same link in the scripture <laughs> so tell me what books or books you've been reading oh i have been parking with um the emotional healthy leader and emotionally healthy spirituality um just because i think um i just want to be emotionally stable at all times you know uh you know, the Bible says that, you know, a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways. Mm -hmm. So really just getting a handle um, on that and how to deal with different um, situations. And um, that is Peter Scazzaro. Peter, if I'm destroying your last name, I apologize. Um, but that's, I've been sitting on that for about a year. And it's one of those that it's definitely not a cover to cover read. Um, but you'll come, you know, read a chapter, really marinate on that, apply that to your life and then move forward. Um, so that's been, that's been really good. And to just go back to the scripture really quickly, why that scripture is resonating with me is because I think there are times that we need to unearth the immeasurable in people. That's good. Um, they don't even always know what's inside of them. And it's like, hey, God placed this in you. And it is 
more than you can ever ask, think, or imagine, but we see it. So let us, let us help you unearth that. That's good, sister. That's really good. You guys are, you guys are going to be awesome. I, uh, so let me ask you uh, one last question about uh, the Element Church. Are you both going to be able to preach? Absolutely. That's awesome. <laughs> that I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it without this lady. Oh, man, I love yeah, that. And the, and the truth is, you know, and I know some churches get caught up, you know, in that dilemma. Should women preach? Should they not? Uh, my thing is, is that scripture tells us there is no, neither male nor female. There is neither bond nor, or free. And so for us, like, we feel that Jesus came to give us freedom. And freedom in, in, in the expression of whoever wants to express that freedom. So for me, yeah, Dawn, and Dawn is an amazing preacher. In fact, she's well, probably better than me, to be honest with you. I, I, well, I'll, I'll, I don't know, but I do know I, I've heard you both speak, and pearls of wisdom and truth and love come from both of you, and that's true because Jesus abides in you, and you abide in him, and uh, that's why Stacey and I love you guys so much. You guys are truly, you guys, you know, walk and walk, and of course, you talk to talk, and that's just the way you guys show up, you show up big and you show up in Jesus and you're bold in Christ. And we love that about you guys. So uh, listen, if, if, if our listeners, if, listen, I'm, I'm talking to you, your heart might be beating the elementchurch.org. If you have a few extra dollars that you want to donate, whether it's $5 or 50,000, bless these people. They're getting this thing off the ground. It's the elementchurch.org. And uh, it's going to be amazing. And I think, you know, we truly need more community churches out there. I don't think we need to have huge cathedrals anymore. I think we need people out there that are discipling in the marketplace. They're discipling in marriage. They're yeah. discipling uh, on the school ground. They're discipling uh, in, in, uh, in, in rehab centers. They're out there making a difference in our lives. So yeah. uh, Pastor Christopher and Pastor Don, thank you so much for gracing the next level uh, podcast. You both are extremely next level and uh, we're excited to see what's going to happen in 2021 at the elementchurch.org. So thank you guys. Yes. Any final thank words you, you want to bless us with? I would just say thank you so much, Michael. We love the McIntyres. Um, we went through the next level experience and they are definitely part of the reason that we are next level. Come on, baby. Hey, thank you, Jesus. You guys are awesome. And I, we're so, we're going to be praying for the element church and we're going to be watching you guys grow and we're going to see you guys Friday night. For yes. dinner. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> hey, thanks guys. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Thank, thank you, you so too. much. Hey friends, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share our podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all other platforms where great podcasts are found. Thank you. Thank you for checking out the Next Level Podcast. For more information or additional resources, please visit themichaelmcintyre.com.